Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a joy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in and, and listening uh, to what we have to say. Uh, Brent and I are here, of course, and we're joined by Michael and Jamie Goodwin today. So guys, thanks for being here with us. Yeah, thanks Thank for having you. us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course. Um, how long have you guys been here in Nacogdoches now? So we've been here for two full years, and so I guess we're into our third year here in Nacogdoches. Uh, so we got here back in 2018. We got here the same time y'all both got here. Yeah, I know. So. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. interesting. Exact same time, actually. We all converged on NAC at <laughs> several times. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think, I don't know if it was my first Sunday or like second Sunday or something, and we met you guys, and um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we've been here about the same amount of time. Um, and you guys are part of a ministry called Campus Outreach. Can you maybe just, for some people that maybe don't know exactly what that is, maybe just describe a little bit about what Campus Outreach actually is. Yeah, so Campus Outreach, we're a ministry that exists to glorify God by building up laborers on the campus for the lost world. And so um, practically what that looks like is we start with evangelism. We go onto the campus, we pursue students with the gospel of Christ and uh, through relationships. Um, we try to get into the dorms, into the uh, into the organizations like the Greek Greek orgs and the uh, athletic teams and build good relationships with the hopes of sharing Christ with them. Uh, and then uh, we, we really want to see students become leaders and laborers who can multiply their life uh, in their areas of influence, so in their organizations, in their dorms, uh, but also um, see that carry on for the rest of their life. And so that's what we spend our time doing. And there is no sheet in front of him in which he read that. That was straight right from off the heart, the top of the head. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so obviously, this uh, the semester has brought some challenges and some pretty different things, and maybe some different tactics you guys have had to kind of take on. Um, maybe just let our church know what what the semester has already been like for you guys, and kind of just share how it's been going. Yeah. So normally. Uh Obviously, we have a lot of unhindered access on the campus, and um, and so we kind of take those assumptions and 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 do things with them. Uh, but this year's been a lot different. Uh, it's it hasn't been as wide open as uh, as normal years, and so obviously we've had to get somewhat creative. Now, the cool thing about SFA is they haven't been as restrictive as maybe a lot of other campuses in the nation, but. So we still had opportunities to really go into the dorms and knock on people's doors and hang out. And, and so we, uh, we've done some events, but we don't do uh, near as many as we might do in a normal uh, year. Uh, but we've really just tried to take this year um, and be really intentional with our uh, friendships and relationships and try to build good friendships right, with, with students. Uh, so practically what that looks like is We'll go into the dining halls and sit down with like one or two guys and get to know them, uh, hang out. Uh, we will go um, spend time like on the intramural fields, throwing the football and whatnot with a couple guys. Um, we'll invite people over, have lunch or dinner um, and whatnot. And um, like like the other day, play racquetball with a couple guys, and so and that gave me the opportunity to really just hang out, have fun, uh, build some trust. Um, and, uh, and, and hopefully we'll get to talk about deeper spiritual things as that relationship develop, develops. Mm -hmm. So and for the women, it's pretty similar. Um, just finding ways like going to get ice cream or going to the coffee shop or having them over, um, to watch movies or play games. And so it's a very similar concept. Um, just women enjoy different things. And so, um, we've 
done that as well with the women. Yeah, so it really hasn't been wildly different from what we normally do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, It's just presented some like obstacles that we have to get creative with and Mm kind of work around. But uh, our, our end goal has remained the same. And so... Well, that's tremendous. You know, Grace Bible, not many people know this, relocated where the current chapel is in 1951. And, and I believe a very intentional decision to move close to the university campus, believing that there needs to be a faithful Bible teaching church uh, close and a mission field to professors, administrators, and students alike. So uh, you all in Campus Outreach has, has been a, a gift uh, to our body that, that we have been thankful to be able to come along and support financially, but also uh, one of the things I so appreciate about Campus Outreach is is your decision, not only for the two of you, but the vision for your uh, your missionary team uh, also to become members and to be active and involved uh, in the local church that is Grace Bible. Um, so uh, what would you say, kind of first question, uh, what are some additional ways that church members uh, can come alongside you all, you know, obviously in addition to uh, to supporting you all financially, what, what are some practical ways that uh, that the body of Grace Bible can encourage you and your full team? I think one of the uh, most fun ways I've seen the church come alongside us so far is people have been so willing to host and have our students over at their house or how can we help feed your people. Um, I've had people make balloon banners for the women's time. I've had people open up their restaurant to let us use their facilities. And so it's been fun to see the church come alongside and just give in that way and give their time to help set up to make things look pretty. Women love pretty things. And so, um, or like we've had different women uh, bake and just get to know our girls too. And so I think getting to know our students, like if you're in a service, you want to come meet some of them, bring them into their home, but then just coming alongside and helping just logistical things has been really fun. Um, but I think, too, the church has done a great job of just welcoming our team. And, like, we've got, um, you know, four other people who work with us, five with an intern. Mm-hmm. And so they've each gotten involved in different small groups and gotten to know families. And people have gone to dinner and coffee and just gotten to know us as church members but have wanted to understand what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. And so I think just having a deep-rooted care for what we do and letting that be known and like, Hey man, come over and like, tell us more about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's like, people have just given us great access to their lives and, uh, have had a, a deep, genuine care for what we do. And, and that's been a lot of fun to see. Yeah. Jamie said that, uh, church members have been open in their homes. One of those church members, obviously the Knowles, uh, but we had so many events over there, uh, that, uh, some of the students would come into that house and be like, this is y'all's house, right? Like they really thought that was our house, but uh, it wasn't. It's sad, sad to say. But. I know. So sad. That's awesome. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, the Knowles certainly model so well the gift of hospitality, and I think when we think of uh, missionaries, uh, we can we can just limit it to the financial component. That's a that's a part of missions and a vision we have at Grace is we want to be able to support our missionaries with teams and with time and. Uh, those intentional components there. You all have also chosen this semester to be a part of leading a small group. Uh, I know that's just getting kicked off, uh, but tell us maybe what what made you make that decision to uh, not only to be involved in small groups, but uh, to want to be able to take a part in helping to lead uh, and shepherd uh, a group of our people. Um, well, obviously we think small groups are 
extremely valuable. Um, we think it's provided us a great opportunity to get uh, plugged in with some other people, get to know some uh, some men and women, build some friendships and fellowship of God's word. Um, so the small group we, we were a part of, it was a bigger group called Soup Group. Uh, we spent the last like two semesters just studying God's word. We studied Ephesians uh, and we studied First Peter. Um, and then, uh, and so that was awesome. Uh, and then, so obviously we split up, uh, but not for any weird reason. We just split mm-hmm. up because we thought it would be good to go and get some more people involved mm-hmm. with fellowshipping over God's word. And so all of us desired to take some initiative to go recruit some people to the group. And, um, and we had a couple people show up, some other people, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's some sickness going on and whatnot, but sure. Um, but, uh, we're excited to get that started and just study God's word with some people. And so, um, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited for that. And I think there's just, it's like, this is a good opportunity to be able to read God's word and fellowship with some other like-minded believers. Yeah. And luckily we're co-leaders, so it doesn't all weigh on us. Right. <laughs> so we've got the reads uh-huh. come along, coming alongside us to help lead that. And so we'll mm-hmm. just kind of pass the baton every, um, other week in, uh, in leading. And so, um, it's just something that we value the word and our group values the word. And so that's something that we um, found important. You know, that's a, that's a great example. We, we talk, you know, word worship service family, these vision values, and uh, it can be really dangerous if we get too imbalanced on that. That's even why we try to organize the week to week and organize the bulletin where you can see kind of very clearly and ask the questions. Cause we're saying these are, these aren't all that it is to be a healthy disciple, but these four components ought to be in a, in a disciple's life. Uh, and uh, so am I involved with a group that's devoted to the word? Am I faithful in corporate worship and the gathering together of the body uh, under the care of the eldership? Am I serving somewhere? Do I have a service output? And am I uh, through the life of the body, but also am I, am I just aiming to be faithful and serving and, and I'm competent to articulate the gospel? Uh, and then family, you know, uh, am I building community here? Am I ex- sharing my resources and time and, uh, and energy with, with the body. Uh, and so your intentionality to be a part of a group, even though you're busy, you're doing a lot of the service components. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know if people know this, we don't go over these questions, but I know when, uh, when I came here, that was a concern that I had for a few of our staff team members that, uh, because their service responsibilities on Sunday mornings, some of them hadn't really had a chance to attend actually one of our worship services but maybe once or twice a year. Uh, and so, you know, we can't, we can't take our staff team and say, hey, this is what a healthy disciple looks like, word worship service family, but sorry, you don't get to be a part of corporate worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a, a question I would have is, as you've uh, made relationships with college students and you've brought them to corporate worship, uh, tell us about some of these students that are coming in, not only so that our church members can be intentional to pursue them and introduce themselves and welcome them uh, and encourage them, but some of them aren't coming from a church background, are they? No. Um, I would say in, in evangelism, we're, we're typically going to those who are lost. And if that's the case, they, they probably don't have a church background. They probably mm-hmm. don't have any inclination of Jesus. If they do, it's what the world has told them. And so if they have no format of community or church, the importance of like the local body, um, that's something that we're having to teach them kind of on the side. And then they're starting to make the decision like, oh, I'm, church is important. And I should start going to a church that preaches the same things that 
maybe I hear Michael and Jamie and the CEO staff talking about. And so it's been a really sweet thing to see some of our students start to understand that importance and understand the importance of the word being preached and, you know, learning like the importance of worship and not just an experience, but what these words really mean and how they coincide with you know, the preaching. And so it's fun to see, um, you know, some of my girls that I've discipled really understand that and start to come. And, you know, I'm not having to nag them to be there. They desire to be there. And it's because the Lord has has changed their heart and they're moving towards Jesus. And and they hear us talk about the importance of church and the importance of the local body and reading scripture and studying the word. Um, But they also have the church saying the exact same things and they can basically be like are jamie and michael like are they right like let's see what the church has to say and let's you know like oh this other person's preaching similar things that they're preaching okay like let's like how do i apply this to my life now and so it has been really sweet to see um just students desire those things and start to lay down um just maybe a a falsehood they had and what they did believe previously and what they know to be true now. Yeah, I think it's just been cool to see some of our students like, and, and some of them do have a church background. Like we're not saying that everybody doesn't have a church background, yeah. um, but a lot of them just don't have an understanding of like uh, the why behind the value of church or what I'm actually doing in church. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's been just good to have some conversation like, hey, when you look for a church, what are you what are you thinking? Like, what are you looking for when you walk into a church building? And so those have been some of the deeper, longer conversations that we've been ha- been able to have. Uh, I remember specifically having this conversations with, with a couple of the girls that Jamie's involved with. Um, and, and they were like, they just didn't have much of an idea. Uh, it was just kind of like, well, what do I enjoy? And, and that's why I think what Brent talked about this last Sunday was so good. It's just, man, do they preach God's word? Do they... Um, is it, or is it just about music or is it just about, and like having to wrestle through some of that, man, why do I go to a certain church or what, what, what understandings do I have on what a church is meant for? And so that's been a lot of, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So that's great. You know, I think one of the most enjoyable things to my soul being here, Steve, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but, uh, I presume you would. It'd be weird if you did, but, uh, (laughs) Uh, but one of the things I've most enjoyed hearing, and I know Sarah has as well, has been, uh, you know, even though we're obviously we're, uh, we're, we're pastors, we're supposed to be here, but when church members will come along and say, well, we are thankful that you're here. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, in a very genuine way, we're happy that you're here. Well, that means a lot to us. You know, I'm almost getting choked up uh, saying that. Um, and I think for our these college students that have a lot of different backgrounds. Some are antagonistic. Some only see meme versions of what a Christian is or what a church is. Uh, And so when they're able to, and a lot of these students probably don't interact with a lot of adults, do they? Over, over 30 years old. So when, you know, when adults, multi-generational people come alongside and and have the courage to walk up to them uh, and tell them a message like that of, we are happy that you're here. You know, uh, we're thankful you're here. That has to mean something to those students, doesn't it? Yeah. I think what's fun too is when like we happen to be at the park playing disc golf with some of our students this past Friday and the Powells were there and so mm. we got to kind of cross paths even in town, like, hey, like here's some of our friends. Like let's meet them, let's meet their kids. How mm. can we how can we cross that 
to help create that, like the bridge so that they can meet other people. Because sometimes a Sunday service, especially with Corona, people leave faster or they're a little more apprehensive Mm. or different things like that. So it's like, man, Michael and I love, and I know our staff do too, when we can find other avenues to help them meet different people and, mm-hmm. and meet older people and younger people and kids. like, Because um, there's just a great benefit to knowing different populations of the church and it helps mm-hmm. them feel more connected. And, you know, make like, you know, if I can think of ways to connect them, like once an education major, she has to teach someone younger. So I've already talked to two different families. Hey, yeah. can she come into your house? and teach this lesson to your kids. So there's just different ways that I, I love connecting people. It's mm-hmm. something I really enjoy. Yeah, she's really good at it. And yeah. so um, even doing that so that our body can get to know these yeah. students more and think of different ways to be creative to get them into their houses, mm-hmm. for them to see how people like disciple their children and how just things that we can't provide for them, being maybe a young married couple that other couples can provide for them. And so I've had fun thinking of ways to do that even connecting them to other women that I'm connected to, too. So Yeah, that's one of the things that Brent has led our staff and, and other people that uh, in his circles of influence to, uh, to do what he calls spider webbing, where we, you know, we will meet somebody new and then we'll introduce them to somebody and, and try to connect into this, as many people as possible so that they have more contact points, more relationships being built quickly so that, um, so that people realize when they're not there or they can uh, be an encouragement to them when they are. And there's multiple points of contact instead of just, just meeting one person on a Sunday. Uh, it's a, it's a good thing and a good tactic. And I've, I've seen you guys do that firsthand. Um, Brent, uh, we're going to, um, be continuing through John coming, coming close to the, to the end here. We're talking about the resurrection and a bunch of other things this Sunday. So maybe help us know where we're going. Yeah. You can can smell it. There's three Sundays left (laughs) in the gospel of John. Uh, This will be John chapter 20. We're going to do the whole chapter this week. Uh, Of course, the resurrection scene. And what we're going to note is this, this court of three Ecclesiastes talks about this court of three is not easily broken. And we're just going to follow the three, three kind of separate themes that are woven in John 20. You see the theme of belief. So we see uh, from Mary onward uh, and, and John as well, the, the thread of belief almost geographically going out from the, from the tomb onwards. Of course, Acts picks that theme up big time uh, later on. But then you also see the identity uh, that is the believers, that the disciples embrace uh, as spirit-filled uh, people. Uh, and then we see mission. Uh, those three, that, that, that uh, strand of three, those three chords of, of belief, of identity, and of mission, how those three that impact the, the first disciples uh, and disciples today, following after Christ today. If we miss any one of those three, uh, we get in a strange place. You know, mm-hmm. if, you have belief, if you don't have belief, but you have identity and mission, you're, you're going to get something that becomes rather legalistic in time, right? If you have, uh, have belief and mission, but you don't have identity, you're going to get something that's, uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, schizophrenic in its, in its methodology and, and perhaps even in abuses. And if you get something that, that is strong in, or if you get a believer that's strong in, in belief and identity, but slothful in mission, you're going to get something that's extinct in a matter of time. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we're going to follow those three threads in the gospel of uh, John chapter 20 this week. And then we'll spend our last two weeks looking at the final chapter um, uh, when Jesus goes fishing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it'll, be, uh, it'll be a sweet time. I've enjoyed this book greatly. And I can't wait for this Sunday as it's a communion Sunday. Mm. Yeah, we're going to be observing the Lord's Supper um, and I think that, you know, at the, at the end of chapter 20, John basically says, hey, the reason I've written this so that you would believe in Christ. And 
it's the reason that we we communicate the gospel every single week as we have like you guys are talking about we have students that are coming that don't really know the purpose here we've set forth um, this intentional structure to our services so that hopefully people can come and, and hear the gospel uh, every single week and so this will be no exception uh, we'll get to celebrate the resurrection we get to celebrate um, what he's done and then and then hope for his coming again as we observe the Lord's Supper together so um, Michael and Jamie, before we before we leave, um, how could we be praying for you guys for your ministry? So we've got a couple students who we've been leading uh, who are just in the process of being just being established in their faith, and so understanding their identity, mm-hmm. understanding what it looks like to be a Christian, uh, and and I think it's just a really pivotal time for them. Obviously, we believe that if the Spirit's in them, like God's mm-hmm. gonna sanctify them and grow them. But uh, right now in this time, it is pivotal that they understand those things. And so um, just praying for those students that they would be rooted and grounded in their identity and that they would rejoice in their salvation. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't just be like this, uh, okay, great, you know, but it would be a, man, they would really enjoy it uh, mm-hmm. and live out of it. It would compel them forward. And so, um, and so we want to see other students reach with the gospel, and we want to see students reaching students with the gospel, but we don't want to see students just doing things to do them. Like, we want to see students who are compelled by the love of Christ. And so I think it starts with identity, like understanding their identity in Christ. Um, uh, and so uh, I think that could be one thing that people could be praying for. Uh, and then we're just sharing the gospel. We're, we're starting to share the gospel with a lot of people. We've been sharing our testimonies with a lot of people. We've been having a lot of spiritual conversations. We're going to move into some uh, some evangelistic Bible studies with some of the people we've been interacting with. And so just be praying that God would uh, soften people's hearts to uh, the news of Christ um, and that people would submit their lives to Him. Mm-hmm. Uh and so, and then pray for like health for our team, whether that be emotionally or physically. Like, you know, we are still meeting with a bunch of people, and we're being careful. Mm. But um, you know, we're around a ton of college students, and <laughs> yeah. we try to do as many things we can outside. But um, but still, we're just coming in with more people, coming in contact with more people. So maybe just pray for the health for physically and emotionally during mm. a COVID season and doing full time ministry. Mm. Yeah. That's good, and we look forward to. Uh, to having Garrett and Jacob and Haley and Bree in here as well sometime in the future. And uh, let me just say, on behalf of our church family, we are thankful that you all are here uh, <laughs> and a part of our, our body and the work that you all are doing. So uh, thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to gathering together this Sunday. Mm-hmm.